Hey everyone, this is the Nips and Sips podcast. Uh, featuring me, I'm Dr. Jeremy Boyd. My partner in crime over there, Dr. Brandon Cruz. Today we're going to be talking about the uh, the good old SAMI, or called a senior ass massage, uh, in reference to uh, treating potentially piriformis syndrome, or what some people believe is piriformis syndrome. Uh, I thought it'd be a fun topic to to bring to the table, and we'll talk about the origination of the SAMI and uh, go from there. But uh, Brandon, how's it going? Going well. Uh, great name. Uh, great topic. Uh, I don't think this is limited to just piriformis syndrome, though. I think uh, you and I have some some good stories uh, anecdotally um, and philosophies that will address it. Uh, it's early. It's uh, about 8.30, 8.40 in the morning uh, for this episode. Uh, I see you got the trifecta cup. Perfect. Because I have the uh, Pursuit PT cup. King Thought. I have uh, facts and um, dropping facts. That's so, a good one. Uh, later on today, actually, I have a busy day. I have a uh, AT concussion management course. Uh, myself cool. and um, new, recent grad, uh, new hire, um, Anisha Var- Varghese, is going to be uh, helping me doing a um, five, four, four to five hour course uh, to teaching ATs, basically manual therapy interventions and kind of bridging the gap between on field rehab and. Um, kind of return to play there so that's why we have this early episode i had my coffee earlier so i'm drinking um a straight up uh noble oak and uh i know you you switched it up today no beer for you today what do you have no beer today got got a lot of a lot of things to do a couple meetings later yep so uh but i do have a little baileys in my coffee and yes you heard right um my cup does say king thought for some people uh thought means uh that, that over there uh, or Thursday over there uh, funny cup from a, a friend of mine that she uh, helped me get things going at trifecta so guess I'm king thought but um, yeah I, and also another acronym is the the uh, Sammy there um, which uh, was brought to by my mentor uh, Tom Michaels um, I forgot how to can be I don't know if it was I was doing a couple in a row. Um, that was kind of one of my, I guess, bread and butter techniques when I first got PT school um, was, you know, poke the butt. Oh, it hurts. And then I'd start going like elbows and fists deep, um, which has some, you know, sometimes you need to do that. But um, he, he brought up, he's just like, how about those Sammies? I was like, what, what the hell are you talking about? He's just like, yeah, senior ass massage. <laughs> Uh, and every time, like ever since that day, just hearing that, that's all I hear every, or see any day, anytime anybody's working anyway's glute, glute area. So hmm. it's just like the, and when we worked in a pretty senior, I think there was like five or six senior developments just were around our facility. So yeah, a lot of seniors and, uh, he's like, sometimes I just want a good old butt massage. So that's yes. how the name came to be. Props to Tom Michaels for bringing that to my life, but um, so does yeah. that steer you away from from doing those now? You just hear that voice. Uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, you know what? Let's just do some exercise or something. Um, he used to <laughs> the best part of working with Tom. If he saw you doing something like that, or you know, like the uh, PA mobilization to the to the hip, uh, you're kind of up in there he would always take a picture 
like just like from a like a cryptic angle so it looks like mm. your hand was halfway up the, the client's butt <laughs> and then you just send it out to everybody in the, in the clinic yeah uh he's like jeremy's having a good day <laughs> it's just like their butt and my hands like this <laughs> like yeah so that definitely that made and, me and that's how you get about yep I'm like, do I really want to do this technique while Tom's here? Because you never know where this this picture can come up. But uh, yeah, it's always always good to have a good, funny mentor with you. So, but uh, yeah, Brandon, I know you, this is something that you wanted to bring up. Uh, I think you said you had a good case study. So yeah, uh, actually, it wasn't a case study. Oh, um, sorry, we can go into those. No, it's cool. Um, I, I saw you know in our in our kind of show notes that you had mentioned piriformis and senior ass massages and just the philosophy. Um, this might be a little bit different. So I'm going to kind of segue away, but it, it's similar, but we're, we're in performance syndrome and you know, what is it? Uh, is it real? Um, you might have the stat on this chair. What is it like 5% or 3% of patients um, or people, I should say their piriformis courses through the actual piriformis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that stat right? Is that percent right? I think if it's Something like three like to 5% right? does sound pretty so, familiar. I'll look that so up while you. Th- this is it. a, um, a story I was scrolling through Instagram, um, which is, I don't know, a gift and a curse, right? You see what other people have post, you could comment, you know, you end up getting in a, a little Instagram war battle. Um, You're the king of anyway, some, some jabroni. Uh, and, and I will say this, uh, let me start, you know, by bashing myself. Um, you know, when I first started, I used to do senior ass massages. I used to just pelt motherfuckers with a dry needle, pistoning them in their piriformis because it's a trigger point and why not? It makes sense. You have to release it and, and elongate it. Right. And whatever else the theory was and Lord knows how many times I probably hit the nerve while I was doing that. But, um, <laughs> you know, you grow as a clinician, uh, you, you evolve, you find out, okay, why, what is piriformis syndrome? You know, how is it caused? What is the why? How can I treat the origin and not just where the pain is? Um, you know, and that goes to many topics we've talked about before, you know, regional interdependence, treating, treating the origin, uh, i.e. tennis elbow, i.e. Um, you know, sc- scapular or mid trap pain, stuff like that. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're always preaching treat, um, treat regionally, treat the origin. So with that was, um, something along the lines of this guy was, was, you know, saying the evidence on dry needling isn't, um, isn't out there, this, that, and the other. And I had made a comment saying each, he had posted five articles saying um, each of the reviews and the bottom line was it was inconclusive or needs more study or it's only good for short-term effects. And um, one of my points in my response was, you know, two of your articles uh, look at hetero, uh, yeah, heterogeneous, um, I guess, groups of people. One was dry needling. One was kind of electro stim. One was trigger point. Um, all of them had different cases. One was dry needling for tennis elbow. One was dry needling for foot pain. One was dry needling for plantar fasciitis. One was dry needling for a different uh, pathology. I can't remember all the top of my head. And it's just like, okay, how is a systematic review, which we're taught is supposed to be the highest level or one of the highest levels, you're going to take whatever five or eight different diagnoses with however many different groups of people and then make this generalized conclusion that it doesn't work 
um, when you're using five different techniques across five different um, types of pathologies here. Like, let's dive deeper. Let's cr uh, critically think. And maybe there's just, you know, we can't lump everything in together. So that was my point. All right. So the, the owner of that, that page, whatever, didn't agree and yada, yada. That's fine. Nah. Another response in, in um, or another person's comment was uh, how dry needling didn't help their piriformis syndrome. Uh, and they had to go get an epidural for their back and that cleared it up. Okay, great. Um, so I asked them how they got dry needled and they were, they were like, yeah, at the piriformis, um, you know, so kind of equating to your senior ass massage to that piriformis, just kind of mm -hmm. digging in on that area. And my, my response was, you know, dry, maybe the person didn't dry needle the correct site. Just because they needled your piriformis doesn't mean that that was the correct way to, to treat that. You ended up getting an epidural to your back. Um, maybe your back was the origin of pain. Maybe if the person had dry needled your multifidi muscles or somewhere along, you know, uh, L, L5, S1, S2, or L4, L5, S1, um, we would have had a, you would have had a better response. And, uh, you know, it's like arguing with, uh, you know, the wall, uh, sometimes on, on Instagram. So they were like, no, uh, it didn't work because my, my piriformis is the, you know, the one that courses through, um, you know, pierces through the, the, the piriformis itself. That's why the epidural worked. So at this point I stopped, but my, my rebuttal is going to be, yeah, there you go. Perfect. Uh, different. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So we have, we have, here we go. These guys, what was it? My, my stance is okay. This gentleman, I believe was, uh, in his twenties, uh, maybe early thirties that had responded. And up to this point, your piriformis had really never given you an issue all of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, why all of a sudden is it bothering you? Uh, it's not because it pierces through your body. If it pierces through your your piriformis like that, it's probably pierced through your, your piriformis your whole life. Um, if it didn't bother you all growing up, it, that's the the fact that it's piercing through the piriformis is not the problem. There's something else mm. causing it. You just happen to also have a piriformis or a nerve that goes through your piriformis. Um, so again, leading us to treat somewhere else, treat the cause, not not the site. Um, that was a confirm. He confirmed. Like that was confirmed by something that yeah he had he had said it was confirmed via I don't know what ultrasound or whatever his doctor had told him it was told to him by his doctor whatever the means the doctor used whether it was an MRI or an ultrasound or whatever was deemed that it was that uh, yeah. um, unless the doctor was like oh it just may you know I I like I said I stopped but if you're saying your rebuttal is because you're having a certain type of pain because the the nerve goes through the piriformis itself you've had that your whole life. If this is your first time having this type of pain, that's not the reason that that's kind of my point. We need to, to think beyond whether it's using dry needling or a senior S massage or cupping or whatever other soft tissue, ART um, or other active release techniques, Graston, um, Graston instrument assisted uh, rock blades, whatever, whatever your, your means someone who has a, a piriformis syndrome, well, let's dig a little deeper. Uh, does that make sense? I don't know if I, I rambled or if I was able to <laughs> convey my point across there, Jerry, but- um, No, that's good yeah, rambling. That's, um, uh, that's kind of my point. We need to really have a higher level thinking when we treat. Yeah. Um, 
honestly, the more I, the more I'm treating, I'll, I'll say the last thing here, Jaren, then I'll, I'll pass mm-hmm. it off to you. Cause um, the more I'm treating, especially the, these vague type diagnoses, the, the syndromes, these itises, these algas, uh, these apathies, these. Um, the more I'm going more centrally to the neck, the T-spine or the, low, the lumbar spine for a lot of things. And I'm having a lot of good results over the past, um, I don't know, eight, eight months or so. Um, you know, with that and, you know, it took what five, six years of practice to kind of get there and to really just question, keep questioning myself and talking about things. And by talking, I end up just reflecting. We have these conversations obviously weekly in our shows. You and I have side conversations, mentoring this, that, and the mm-hmm. other. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of my journey there. Uh, but yeah, I guess we're, Aside from Tom Michaels saying this to you, what has your bit, your experience been with with piriformis syndrome, um, mm-hmm. senior ass massages, uh, and evolving your treatment and your plan of care? Yeah. Um, so coming, I mean, that name was obviously given by Tom Michaels. He used to do it, um, and we laughed about it and those sort of things. But I came into, um, I came out. Of, the PT program, not it was with with back being my weakest. I'll, I'll admit that it was like my my spine weakest. Or back? Huh? Spine and general. Spine, spine actually, it's spine in general. Spine, general. I mean, okay. the cervical, yeah, and then fuck I yeah, think I that's, bother with that's why I want. Yeah. That's why I want to clarify. I think, and I think yeah. that's most people. They're terrified of the spine. Yeah. I know I was first coming out. I don't think school really adequately prepares you for the, yeah. the spine. It's um, yeah, it just wasn't. It was kind of. I don't know if it was rushed or anything like that. My school was big guys. Probably heard on the show before. Um, Mackenzie was our was our thing for the lumbar spine and the cervical spine. Uh, don't really remember much for the T spine, but um, again, could have been me. I don't know, just not paying attention enough. I like look back. I'm like, did we get this? And did I not just research enough? I can't remember. It was just a big fucking rush. But um, if you know, if I didn't have a repeated movement or repeated motions that didn't centralize or make pain better, I was really uh, up ship shit creek without a paddle, so to speak. Um, so I'd go in and, you know, I'd literally just poke people's glute region. And if it was sore and uncomfortable or painful, I'm like, oh, that's it. That's it. I just need to blow that bitch up. Uh, start off with like my thumb and then his knuckles and then the fucking Egyptian elbow drop is coming down on people, uh, and uh, it would fucking that, hurt that people. Hurt that feels good though, right? Yeah, and that's what they would say. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, then I'm on to fucking something, and then uh-huh. they'd be like, oh, it's sore, but it's not as bad. And every fucking that, you know, what we look for, and we talked about in the show, or maybe I don't know if we talked about it, but it may have had a positive in session change. I don't even know if it was. Maybe I just made things so fucking sore that the yeah exactly um or you just change the the gated pain control theory and and up the threshold and at that moment in time they felt better and as soon as they got home or the very next day or whatever next session i saw them absolutely no change and i was again i was i was almost getting i was getting i can say i haven't really got physically tired ever my you know six plus years of practicing but probably back then, I can't remember just like ass massage, ash massage all over, um, you know, just trying to really kind of get in there and loosen that up. Um, and that's when 
again. And then on top of that was exactly what you said about the, the piriformis, like piercing through. It was like piercing through. And God, I feel so bad. I hope some old clients are listening in. Because I always say that. I'm like telling my students and people I mentor, I'm like, a lot of the things that I'm teaching you is took years to figure out. But if I, all the people I had way back when I feel so bad for them, I unfortunately probably let them down the route of surgery, uh, potentially even chronic pain, because I just, you know, wasn't good enough. Um, but I always, if they had that sense of soreness or those sort of things, I'm like, oh, talking about it, trying to educate them. And that's kind of why I remember educating them. Like, oh, somebody's, some of these nerves pass through the muscle and that can cause problems. And to plant that seed into someone's head was, yeah. was fucking, sorry, that was stupid. Um, but that's, that's education that I had to give to people. So. That, that was what you knew at the time. That was exactly. you, were at, you were treating to the best of your, your knowledge at that time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is, so. you know, it is what it is. It, that's where we all are. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't but. beat ourselves up. For yeah, it. We do, but I did that. We do. Yeah. Um, and that's what you're talking about with reflection, stuff like that. I've, I've kind of talked about it in the show. Um, I do like a periodic, like looking back at my intervention. So I'll just pull up random, like, cases in my emr which is nice because it's electronic and look back you know mm-hmm. usually at one point i was doing every quarter i look back every six months every year now i look back every like six months to a year just randomly and just look at what i was just picking as my intervention choices and it almost mm-hmm. all the time change i'm like oh why I, I wouldn't really perform that anymore uh one of the things again i can't remember the last time I went in on someone's piriformis at all. Yeah. Um, it just, you know, it got naturally weed. It's still in the toolbox. It's just got a lot of fucking dust on it. Um, so that one day it's like things like, oh, maybe I just need to release this or, uh, you know, do some sort of you know mechanical stimulation to, to the area. But me actually vesting, spending more time, as you said, and that's something that clicked to me too. Is like a lot of these people would get epidurals into their spine and that would help out their piriformis syndrome. Well, if the true, I guess, impingement, encroachment, piercing, whatever the hell you want to call it, was happening at the piriformis, then why is that epidural really making an impact? I guess it has a, I'm sure has a, you know, obviously a pain relieving effect, maybe neurophysiological, whatever it may be. But, you know, it should be, you know, interventions at the piriformis if it, if it was truly piriformis syndrome. So, you know, that's when, you know, as you were saying, getting a little bit more proximal, understanding referral pain patterns. Uh, I know, you, Brandon, you have a good di- uh, diagram of the lumbar spine, how each level correlates um, with some of these, you know, you know yeah. areas. Um, so... You know, really investing into that really, really helped me. Uh, then, um, yeah, I mean, I luckily I haven't had anyone ask for one. I felt like at one point I was doing it so much, people were asking for it, so I fed into it even more. <laughs> so, maybe I just like giving senior ass massages. I, I just look back and I'm like, field, yeah, that's all. Huh? Yeah, that's it. Field, that's all. I ever tell you the, the joke I used to say, uh, you know, first star of PT school? You know, everybody asks, like, your professors, all right, all right, just say who you are, where you're from, and why you want to get to PT school and or do PT. And 
I uh, <laughs> I would say just to like fuck with the teachers. I'm like, yeah, I just want to rub old men all day. <laughs> and like oh, five of six teachers, like, or like, well, maybe it wasn't even that many. Like, I think I stopped midway through, laughed, had a good laugh. The whole class would laugh. But one professor, I, I did it, and it was a stone cold face. So it's like, I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, that's it. <laughs> I was just like, that's it. All right, again, F in this class. I'm screwed. Uh, but uh, you know, I definitely did that for the first little bit. Looking at it, I mean, I started practicing in December. And thankfully, we got the lumbar spine in uh, my cohort of residency in that first October, yeah, you started September, with lumbar spine. You, you started yeah, September with lumbar spine. Yeah, which was really helpful to me. Um, yeah. So it's September, October. So I think uh, almost uh, about eight to ten months worth of uh, good old Sammy's do. Um, and, you know, I'm always kind of looking for what's the best option, trying to get people. Uh, it's a game for me. That's a uh, physical therapy really is yeah. just a game and a challenge. It's like, how yeah. can I? <clears throat> get better you know something like this last time took me seven eight sessions how can i make that better you know view as a challenge um whether it's with education yeah. manual therapy exercise timing of exercise even reps and sets of exercises um you know focusing more on speed versus you know pure strength and those sort of things just kind of constantly evolving that's it it's, it's uh you know a game and if you view it as that uh to motivate yourself to continue to get better um mm -hmm. you'll see certain things uh you know just kind of fade away and those sammies did uh watch i'm probably gonna jinx myself and have to save get in there but um yeah i mean i still do some soft tissue work i'm not completely throwing that under the bus but yeah well, what, what did i I just kind of want to want to. Sorry, were you done or, yeah. or I'll cut you off? I apologize. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Um, I kind of want to make a connection, uh, and we touched upon it when you were talking um, with the gated control theory and just kind of pressing and that hurt that feels good. Um, and this may not even be an intervention that we do, but a lot of um, a lot of people foam roll. A lot of people, especially you know, you have your your athletes who do it, your CrossFitters, your weightlifters and if you've noticed um a lot of them start with they saw a, a white foam roller then they go to the black foam roller then they go to a ball or pvc pipe some of them even use the the metal weight bars the olympic lifting bars um now this some guy has this big daddy thing or something where it's just like a 40 pound steel bar that you can buy and have it land you and if you watch the progression, they're just going to a harder and denser material. What are they doing? What are you really doing? Um, they're, not, they're not solving anything because every day they're still rolling the same areas. And if anything, they're rolling it with harder um, surface or longer or both. Um, and what are we really doing? In, in some respects, it may be good because we're, you're increasing that pain threshold. Maybe it was here and now your tolerance is higher. So maybe on one... One throw at one side of the coin, that may be a good thing. Um, on the other side of the coin, what are you really doing? Are we just pushing that, that you know, um, gated pain threshold higher and higher that you just need a, a higher stimulus um, to get that relief that you usually got? Think of it as as uh, as drugs. 
Um, mm-hmm. Hate to use the, the analogy, but no, true. you know, take take some of those serious drugs, uh, you know, crack or, or heroin or something like that, or, or pills. Uh, you know, they start with pills, and you know, now that doesn't produce that same high anymore. They need more. They need more. Um, and they either OD on something or they switch to a different drug that's more powerful and uh, like heroin and, and there you go. So, um, that same concept can happen with, um, you know, with treatment, uh, with, and, and I'll include some of the stuff that we do, whether it's, it's joint based, whether it's dry needling, whether it's, it's neurodynamics, um, you know, are we just possibly pushing that pain threshold higher? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but I just kind of want to, want to throw that in there. Maybe, maybe if we educate our, our patients, Hey, you can foam roll, but also just try throwing in, you know, a different intervention in there. Um, mm. because if, if they're having to do it day in and day out, it's probably not as effective as they, they thought and think. Um, okay. so I just, just want to throw it out there as a, as a challenge to, uh, to the audience to, uh, hopefully just reflect and, uh, try something new and maybe put a different set of lenses on. Uh, to try and look through. So, that's, and I'd uh, say based off of what you're saying, and it makes sense with that pain threshold and those sort of things. That I've had, you know, people kind of get hooked to what you're doing, and um, that's just me being like poorly managing them. Um, yep. And uh, I had like a, a yeah, it's like maybe I prep them and explain how long you know we're doing the manual therapy for, more um, educating about it or transitioning to exercise quicker. Again, that's the constant, you know, the game of trying to get yourself better, you know? Yes, all the nine, 50 people that you help with using manual therapy appropriately and those sort of things, you do run the risk that someone may, uh, because you're giving them that little bit more of a pain threshold, uh, they may get hooked or again, that effect uh, can be beneficial um, to them. And again, just like a drug, but, um yeah so it, it definitely happened and I, I was just thinking about a client that um this is something for a shoulder she's post-op and she's like reporting about pain here um and she was just like i stuck things in i tried to push it in i tried ice i tried all these sort of things and and then i had instead of like what i would normally do let me go in there figure out what's going on in that area i was like well what didn't you do um, of all the things you should try, maybe like stand, I can't remember. Um, but what didn't she do? And she, I kind of led her to answer, like, you know, actually moved it, did something actively as her choice, uh, intervention. I was like, yeah, so next time that happens, I want you to try moving the arm, get it moving, you know, try not to focus on it so much or have a hypervigilance kind of process about it. And yeah, it went well. So, um, just kind of knowing how to educate your people and that sort of stuff. But yeah, if we had hop in on that little conversation, but uh, sure. yeah. Hey, Jared, real quick. I just, um, we're talking about manual therapy. Uh, I want to talk about the, that. We had a question basically and, and how we use manual therapy. I'm trying to find uh, where it was. Do you remember the, the, what Trey Martin had asked? Um, what section oh, was there? In a, dosing. Uh, you know, um, how uh, yeah, annual therapy was it under our uh, outcomes? I'm trying to think. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think right now. But um, just yeah, because, so uh, you, you were mentioning how you know, you know, you implement manual therapy and how it needs to change over time, stuff like that. Yep. 
So um, someone in our mentorship brought up a you know question about you know how we dose our manual therapy, um, you know how does he do it? Like he was giving examples of how he uses it in his clinic or how the clinicians use it. Uh, but something that I've found to be beneficial is you know yeah starting off things as we say we modulate symptoms, we can decrease pain, we can centralize symptoms. Um, you know, all these things to help get a buy-in, but then I gradually, you know, start to do it less and less. A good thing is maybe a clock management almost, um, kind of looking at how you're doing it, maybe that first day, um, or second session, and then just slowly like taking a minute or 30 seconds off each time. So it's just progressively getting shorter without, you know, almost a client even realizing it and then go a couple sessions and then, you know, time's up and it's just like, all right, let's just start off, you know, getting you on the bike or moving and that sort of stuff. So yeah, just some strategies to, to, uh, yeah, kind of funnel from, you know, manual therapy and exercise to just exercise without just saying, Hey, go exercise. It hurts. And then, you know, we don't do anything for them, but yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. Yeah, I think I had added with that response just, um, you know, because he, he was saying how often do you still use manual therapy or is it still a bulk of your treatment time? And, and you know, aside from it, the it depends one uh, response that we typically get, it's just, um, you know, you have to streamline what you're doing, find out, use test, retest on what works, narrow it down to techniques that work. I had added in neurophysiological possibly playing and kind of opening that window of opportunity for better muscle activation or better movement patterns and things like that so yeah it becomes you know at some points sometimes just a, a quick manual therapy that takes 30 seconds to a minute or so and i still have the rest of the hour to to do what you need to do movement wise but uh, i guess that's just kind of wrapping it all together for you guys uh here as well so uh, this podcast but actually just I can't find it and it's bothering me. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up with, uh, with that. Unless you have uh, anything else there, Jared, that you want to uh, impart wisdom on? No, I think that's, that's pretty good. I mean, in summary, you know, if you're having some of these, you know, irritated or tender piriformis region, gluteal region, um, you know, clients, uh, I know they were tricky for me for a while. Um, you know, it's really, we really encourage you to look, spend some time, really invest into your differentials a little bit more north into the spine, thoracolumbar area. Um, really do a due diligence. And if you're having radicular pain or it's going down to the leg, make sure you're doing your due diligence, checking out the, you know, neurodynamics. And then, uh, you know, you know, really just spend some time and looking at how the person moves. So, uh, versus just treating the symptom of a sore ass. Um, I think the one good test, uh, or it's not even that so it's good, is um, the FAIR test. Uh, I don't know if you have that uh, yeah. available. But it's flexion, sideline, it's flexion, adduction, uh, and internal rotation. Um, if that really lights them up, then it's probably more like that true piriformis syndrome. And there's a piriformis activation test. Um, so, but most of the time I've, I've done that test and it's not like, yeah, it might be sore uncomfortable. You got to look at the joint as well. Um, but it's, 
it doesn't usually reproduce their primary pain. So, you know, definitely, as I said, and we said it, you know, time and time again, you know, make sure you check proximally. But yeah, I felt like uh, just throwing that in to the mix. If you have any questions about those tests or anything like that, shoot us off a uh, email or text or, uh, you know, DM. Uh, we're at Manips and Sips uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter now. I'm going to get that going. Uh, I know that's big for uh, social media. Uh, I'm at The Decent Doctor and at Trifecta Therapeutics. Brandon's at, uh, at Pursuit PT now and Think Like a Fellow. Um, some of these things were, you know, start up by questions in our mentorship group. Uh, Brandon, I don't know if you want to you know, chime yeah. in a little bit about that. Yeah, if we're, we're going to make a, a quick announcement, um, we are rocking and rolling with, with our mentorship group. We have a um, handful of signups. Uh, and I was just talking to a couple other people looking to sign up too. Um, just a quick screen share since I actually did finally find what I was looking for. Uh, you know, this is, this is our manual therapy mentorship. We get to pose questions. Uh, or you guys get to post questions. Myself, Jeremy, and Kyle, uh, who's been our guest on our show, will answer. Um, you know, with our experiences using utilizing research, uh, utilizing you know what what has been kind of passed down to us as well. How how we uh, critically and clinically synthesize through some of this information to give you a, a maybe better or different perspective. Uh, how to utilize some of this stuff. So this is just a quick screenshot of uh, you know some of our responses uh, here. I tend to um, write novels sometimes, so uh, if anything out, so I added in there. But yeah, that that's available. It's on uh, my website at pursuitptnow.com. Uh, we also have an upcoming one day course in September. Uh, I believe the third weekend in September. Um, that Saturday, I believe the 19th, it's uh, an extremity manipulation course. Uh, quick one day, Jeremy and I are teaching it. Uh, fun course uh, going through the whole upper and lower extremity. Uh, I think there's about 20 different techniques as long as supporting research and uh, use cases, utility, and things like that. So hopefully we uh, see a couple people um, there from this show. And we also have Jeremy's course at his clinic. Um, in yeah. October, that's on the lumbo-pelvic region. So just um, just wanted to cover those. If you guys uh, are liking our show, liking information, and can make the course, please do. I uh, would love to have you there. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening in, everyone, and uh, cheers. Cheers, guys.